Spill finally gave the Ringer Spilly Crew a podcast. I'm Ben Solak. And I'm Shiel Kapadia. That's right, just a couple of Philly guys with a new space to fire off some Eagles takes, get caught up in the Sixers chaos and more. We'll be coming to you twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays, plus bonus episodes whenever we get breaking news or Philly drama. Join the fun and follow the Ringer's Philly special now on Spotify. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome back to the Ringers NBA Draft Show. My name is Kevin O'Connor, and joining me once again is the Ringers' Jay Kyle. Man, how are you doing, Kyle? Super, super duper. I've recovered from my illness from the other day, from the last time we talked. I'm just vibing. I'm moonwalking across the house. Had a great Christmas. Uh, feeling good. How about you? Had a great Christmas. My mom cooked uh, her family recipe lasagna. It was absolutely delicious. Had a great time with her, her first Christmas in L.A. No snow. Not cold. Walk outside without a jacket. It's a nice day. Kyle. Wish I could relate. <laughs> hey, you got to do a, a visit out here to LA. We'll do some in-person pods. Come sure. out here in the, in the 2023 year, Kyle. Coming right up. You held your fingers up like really close. Like people can't see this, but he kind of held his fingers close together like he was doing a small increment or measurement or something. And I thought that was an interesting gesture to do when you're talking about lasagna of all things. Like, you know, there's nothing, there's Did nothing that? petite. That, or were you doing the, were you doing the Italian I think uh, I was, underhand? I, I don't know. I don't know if I did either. I thought you them. were doing like Sometimes the, I talk with my hands. I, they just do things. <laughs> do they? I don't feel like you're a big hand talker. I don't know. But yeah, you were, you're holding it up. I was like, Speaking of New Year's resolutions, we were talking about like eating whole pizzas, you know, or is that one resolution for you? Like avoiding eating a whole like large well, pizza yeah, this year? Well, yeah, I'm in the process <laughs> of of trying to lose weight. That I, sounded I, cruel. Yeah. What I said sounded no. cruel. We were joking about eating whole pizzas <laughs> earlier. I, <laughs> we, we, I really we didn't mean it that way. <laughs> we, we, we were joking with our post credits on last week's show. I uh, talked about pizza. Um, I do not eat whole pizzas anymore. Um, but I am in the process of trying to lose weight. So that is my resolution for 2023. I don't make resolutions. I've been doing this for a month plus since the season started, really. But and my goal is to get in the, the quote-unquote best shape of my life. Oh, yeah. That, that's my goal, Kyle. Um, I want to get back. I lost 40 pounds back in 2011 into 2012, starting around the same weight that I am now. So over like 10 years, I gained all the weight that I lost. <laughs> I have you know, a similar experience. Yeah, lo- 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 losing your dad in a pandemic doesn't help it with gaining weight. So, wow. yeah. but, uh, you know, it's like I'll, I'll, I'll lose the weight, get in the best shape of my life. And um, hopefully by next season, you know, that, that's the hope. By the start of the 23-24 NBA season, at that point, I want to be like, yeah, 
Yeah, we're kind of like you and I are kind of we're not like like steady stasis guys in that sense. It's like I don't I'm very up and down. I had a similar experience. I lost like 65, 70 pounds in like wow. 20, 2011. I was really? I got I got kind of big and uh have just kind of gradually gained it back. The pandemic like you said. I don't know. What's uh what's your prefer before we get into this? Like uh, are you are you a weightlifter? Are you a runner? What's your thing? I like riding a stationary bike. I got a Peloton okay. earlier this year which has been awesome. Like, I love it. It's motivating. It's fun. The music's a good time. I really enjoy it. Like, genuinely enjoy it. It's like a good bike, too. Like, it, I really like it. Um, I like doing that. I don't like lifting weights. I like resistance bands. I've really found, like, I started doing those in 2018. And, like, I found those very beneficial, enjoyable to do. Like, I have, you know, like, some weights, but not, like, I don't go to the gym and, you know, lay down and lift a bar or whatever. I don't, you know, none of that stuff. I've never been into that. I like working out from home, doing uh, hit workouts as well, like, without any weights or anything like that. Like, there's this great 15-minute uh, hit workout with this guy that looks like Russell Brand. I forget. <laughs> Does I think he talk like Russell name, Brand? It, it, that would his, get old. People call him Muscle Brand. <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> uh, on YouTube, oh my. I, I think his name is the Body Coach. He has a great like fifteen minute hit workout that I like doing. Um, so yeah, I, I like doing hit workouts, resistance bands, and the stationary bike for cardio. And going I, for walks as well, like just going for walks. It's like not you know exercise like for cardio, losing weight, but it's nice just to go on a walk and enjoy the air outside. Like that's you know mentally a good little you know workout to do with my mom psychologically your mom yeah there you go again old brick kev yeah psychologically good to go outside <laughs> i don't like going to the i like i'm a play basketball guy I've been my whole life probably gonna have to change that at some point but and like add to it i don't like going to our gym because a i don't i'm i'm, I'm kind of private about lifting weights b there's always some dude in there that's grunting gonna, kyle you don't want people to hear you it's like there's always why are you <laughs> private about it <laughs> there's always some guy in there that like is going to comment on like the way you're using it maybe that's a commentary on me using things incorrectly but is the other true? thing is, is that a thing in gyms people comment what we'll to ask what we'll to is ask Rusillo about the gym culture i'm not as dialed is in ryan on it, the guy I, who's making comments is ryan you know hating on your technique no, no, I've never worked out a around Ryan. I'd be too terrified, number one, because of my weight <laughs> limit and also because of my technique. I'm sure it's wrong. But I I, I think Ryan has said, I don't want to speak for him, but I think he's like said, if it's really bad, he'll intervene if somebody's going to hurt themselves. But the other thing about my gym is it's a game of uh, can I avoid seeing the old, really proud, naked dudes uh, that are just kind of prancing around in the locker room? Because there's a lot of them in the Jewish community center that I go to. Like, you want, you want to go seeing... to a gym, not a lemon party. Exactly. I don't want to see old balls. That's kind of the, the thing that I want to. <laughs> and they just really don't care. Uh, you know, it's a generational thing, I think. But anyway, let's talk about New Year's resolutions with, yeah. as it pertains to draft. Yeah. Well, we'll, well so what we're going to do today, we're each going to share two resolutions for NBA draft prospects with things we want to see them work on in the coming year. Kyle, do you want to start off or do you want me to start off? Uh, I'll start off. Okay. Speaking of balls. I'm a hot guess. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got some stones on him. Oh yeah, and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because uh, he beat up on <laughs> Kentucky recently. I think like a year and a half ago, I went on our guy Chad Ford's, uh, the OG, the OG of OGs. OG. Chad Ford went on his show, and I remember we were talking about players that we liked that we could see in the NBA succeeding. And Jaime Hawkins is a guy that's gotten better. I've been just fascinated to watch his development. He's gotten better every year he's been in college. He went from like the gritty kind of mop the floor guy to the point where he's moved into kind of a primary role. 
His footwork, creating his own shot, has like improved just exponentially. The next step for him, for me, uh, I would just like to see him like add some like shooting consistency from the outside at this point. This year, he's shooting 22.7% on 1.8 attempts, but he's hovered at about 75% from the line for his career. I think if he adds that, man, I just... I just feel like he's a guy that's going to like directly, quickly interface with a good team in the NBA. Maybe not a good team, but a team. Uh, he just does a lot of things. Like he does a lot of small things, and he's a smart player. I will, if I see shooting consistency from him, uh, I feel like we could see him climb. Honestly, he's a little older, but I could see him climb. Climb high. Yeah. Like, like if, if he starts shooting consistently, he's a top twenty pick. I don't oh, care. Yeah. About, I don't care about the age aspect because he can defend. He can play make a little bit. The footwork. I mean. Like some of, the, <laughs> like it's just gorgeous to watch. Like oh, some yeah. of the, some of, the, I mean, you know, he does it every game. But that Kentucky game you're talking about, what was it? First quarter, like he put everybody in a spin cycle, man, with some of those post ups. <laughs> and I saw it coming, watch. Kev. I saw it coming. It was like one of those things where you like imagine a conversation going badly, and then it like just unfolds exactly the way you think it would. I was just like, man, they don't have an answer for this guy, and then he just starts picking them apart. And I was just like, Jesus Christ! It was it was like a it was a bittersweet moment because I enjoy watching him play, but it was at my expense that day. But I love Jaime Hawkins. It, it, it's as if he just like downloads Kevin McHale footage into his brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he bullies people. That's the thing oh, too. Yeah. You like to see guys that can bully but don't depend on it. But he he does. He just he he takes no prisoners. My first resolution is for a guy we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast, Brandon Miller, out of Alabama. I hope he figures out how to score inside the arc. That's what he needs to be working on. Everything inside the arc. We know he can shoot threes. We know that already. He's at thirty six percent on layups, thirty one percent on floaters. 31% on two-point jumpers. For Brandon Miller to solidify himself as a potential top five guy, to be on a guaranteed top 10 level, he's got to do more than just shoot threes at a high level and like defend at a very good level and play make at a very good level. The, 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 the interior scoring is what could separate him as a guy. Like, I don't agree with this, but someone texted me saying he's like, a Davis Bertans. And I'm like, no, he's not. He is better than a Davis Bertans. <laughs> but to, to that person's point, they're just saying, he, well, he, what does he do outside of score from the perimeter? I was like, well, he can play make. Put him in an NBA situation where he can play make for you. You can do that. But to their point, he does need to improve as an interior scorer near the basket. And that's going to come in time, like we talked about a couple weeks ago. As he gets stronger, he knows he needs to get stronger. He thinks he'll get better as he gets stronger. It's not like he's afraid of contact. You know, he's tough. He's just really, really skinny. And his handling's to get a bit tighter. So that's what I hope he's working on during the season with Alabama and then throughout the pre-draft process. Man, he had a doozy of a game the other day against Gonzaga. I was like texting you. I was just like, it was one of those where you like lean back after he was on one. He had 36 points. Uh, yeah, six rebounds and uh, went six for 11 from the field. He had, he had a doozy of a game, six for 11 from, from three, 54.5%. But yeah, I, I think you're right. He was amazing. I wasn't watching that game live until the end. That dude was unbelievable. He was doing it all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, he's, got, he's got some good games coming up, by the way. He's got Kentucky on Saturday, January 7th. Well, you want to highlight challenges, Kev. I don't think that one's going to be much of a challenge, so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, no, my, my next one, uh, is a guy who is like touted, um, Derek Lively, man. The main reason here mm. is 
Lively's been in and out of the lineup. We know he had some like some injury issues that have kind of slowed his start. Uh, he had an illness the other night against Wake Forest that had him out, and I believe Derek Whitehead was out as well. Uh, his season high for minutes on the season is 23. He's just failed to launch in a way. Uh, I, I just want to get a better look at him, honestly. There were people coming into college that were like lower or more skeptical about him as a player. Weren't sure about him being ranked you know, as high as number one. I just want to get a better look at him for the sake of the conversation. But the other flip side of that that I was going to say to you is, uh, I'd imagine, I feel like smart teams love this. Like teams that evaluate well outside of the college setting. Like I feel like it's a chance to really, really make a big value play. Kind of the way some guys will fall if they're misused in college. Um, I just want to see Derek Lively play because I think defensively his upside. He, he started to trend in a good direction lately and they really missed him, I think, against Wake Forest. Um, I, I, he's just somebody that I think has more to show and I hope we get to see it. I mean, I feel similarly about Dariq Whitehead as well. It's been, a, it's been a tough start for Duke with those two star freshmen being in and out of the lineup in the case of Lively. Whitehead not starting the year. Like, I, I'd love to see that team get those guys both super healthy, playing 25, 30 minutes. Like, I think Duke would look a hell of a lot different. Like you said, that Wake Forest game, they really missed his interior presence. Where are you at with Lively? Like, do you think he's Lotto guy still? Or are you a top twenty, top twenty-five guy? Uh, Lotto, I still think he's Lotto. And if we saw more from him, I'm I'm still like I'm a little softer on him. I think than the consensus. I I reference the people who kind of wondered why he was ranked as high as one. I basically I was one of those people that was unsure about him being ranked that high. Um, he was a guy that I paid attention to, admittedly, because Kentucky was recruiting him. I saw him even closer. I was paying a, a lot of attention to him. But yeah, I, I would probably have him somewhere in that like eight to thirteen range, like maybe in the range there where like the Durans and the Mark Williams last mm, year. I feel like it's going to yeah. be that same kind of range because you don't always see those guys. It, it kind of flip flops. If you're confident about their upside, you might take them earlier, like a Robert Williams. If we like redid it and came back around, we we're like, hey, the league's going to trend this way. He has that kind of upside to be sort of like a disruptive, open space, cover mistakes, be a little switchable. But we just need to see more of it for me to become more confident about that. Yeah, and I think also he's the type of guy where he'll probably be better suited to play in the NBA. Like If he gets drafted to a team that has a guy, a point guard that can run high pick and roll with a space floor, like Lively's going to thrive on long oh, dunks, yeah. finishes around the basket. Like he's that type of player. And never mind if he is able to tap into some of the perimeter flashes we've seen from him at both the high school level and a little bit here and there with Duke. I mean, that that's when you get into, like, this guy's a steal in the mid-first. But, like, I, I think at a minimum, like, defensively with his size from protection, you hope that develops. And then the interior finishing, like, there's a, there's a foundation for him to build on, at the least. Yeah, I'd say so. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My next guy is Marcus Sasser, Houston point guard. Like NBA teams know what to expect from him as a senior guard. He tested the waters last year. He told me the main thing that they want to see from him is playmaking. He has not done a lot of that this year. He's not a primary, you know, point guard for Houston. I'd like to see him aspire to reach a career high in assists. His career high through his four years at Houston is seven. Let's get to 10. Let, let's have a game where you just make everybody better. We know you can get to the basket, you know, and finish. We know you can create your shot from the perimeter. We know you're a tough defender. You get skinny through screens. You fight. You play hard. We know you do all those things. And that's why you're like a borderline first-round draft pick right now. But as a 6'1", 6'2", guard, with like a below the rim, you know, skill set. Like you gotta you gotta show that you can make your teammates better consistently as a playmaker. So I wanna see that from Marcus Sasser this year. I like him a lot. I think he can do it. I think he's capable. I just want to actually see it happen instead of it being a theoretical. I thought initially you were saying you wanted him to average 10 assists, and I was like, Jesus, Kev, that's pretty no, tough. That, that, that's a little game. unfair. That, <laughs> that, 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 that's is... like asking myself to have a six pack by next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be tough. Uh, this year, yeah, to, to speak to what you're talking about, I mean, yeah, he's always leaned a little more scoring. And those guys have interesting paths going to the NBA because, like, if you lean scoring and you're that high, you got to be pretty elite to trade on that to go to the next level. Uh, yeah, in, like, pick-and-roll situations where the defense commits, he's been pretty good this year, 1.19 uh, points per possession. But a lot of that has been like him getting into the lane, like he's got those little push floaters in the lane, things like that. You want to see him operate more in traffic and get off the ball quicker. Uh, but Houston kind of depends on him to be that way uh, for their offense because they're not like the most offensively stellar team in the country. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. It'd be nice to see him do that so you could put him like as a second side creator next to maybe another like primary score because those guys are valuable in the NBA. So on New Year's Eve, Kyle? If you're a loser like me, and you'll probably be home watching college basketball and NBA, there's some great games to watch that. <laughs> oh, it's so belittling, self-deprecating, Kev. Jeez. I mean, I haven't gotten an invite to anything. He's yet. asking for an invite, folks. If you, if maybe you have I'm something... the one who needs to initiate all these hangs. That's what's going to happen. Well, you've told me that you're not a very you know, I, you were teasing me about texting. I was just like, I, I check in, you know, I'm, I'm a mover and a shaker. In high school, I was kind of a broke. I was like a social broker, you know. I oh, was yeah? like, hey, what's going on? Oh, this group's doing this. Hey, let's connect. Like, I was a, I was a connector. Are you are you like a hang back and like? Well, I mean, I would say my my main friend group throughout my entire life from sophomore year of high school until I moved to L.A. I was not the initiator minus the big stuff. I organized a trip to Montreal. I organized a trip to this place and that place. The big stuff I organized. But the day-to-day, one of my friends was the one who always initiated that. Like, hey, we're doing this on Friday. We're doing this on Saturday. So it was never my responsibility on a weekly basis. And I got much better at that my first year in LA. Like my first year in LA, it was uh, was towards the end. I was like, okay, I'm going to be organizing 
hey, we're going to do, you know, a dinner at this place. We're going to do, uh, you know, a, a, an escape room with some rear coworkers. Like I became that person. And then I became, and then I was back and forth between LA and Boston because my dad's situation. So I kind of fell off doing that besides doing dinners when I was back here. And then the pandemic happened. I gotta, I gotta regrow that muscle, Kyle, of being the one to organize. Cause one thing I've realized in life is that if you want something to happen, like you gotta make it happen yourself. Yeah. You can't be relying on others to, you know, make things happen for you. So if I wanna have dinner with friends or do something on New Year's, I got to be the one to say, hey, let's go do this. Let's go party, boys. Let's go. Let's do go. You say out. it in that still kind of voice. Because no, if one of my friends said it like that, I'd be like, what? what are we getting into? I'm not interested. I don't think. Uh, no, I, yeah, I totally I understand. I guess for it, it's weird to hear somebody talk about it that like I'm naturally wired like that. Yeah. I'm always like, just like, hey, what's going on? Hey, You're a very doing? frequent you know, texter. Yes. You know, I'll just ch- I check in on people. That's just yeah. kind of my that's my mode. And, Which uh, I appreciate very much. You know, it, it is a kind thing to do. And I wish I were wired like that naturally. But I'm the type where I can go seven months without speaking to somebody and then pick it right back <laughs> up as if no time had passed. I'm that type. Or like, it doesn't matter how much time has passed at all. You said that to me the other day. You were like, yeah, we can just go. It reminded me of that clip from The Office where <laughs> Angela was like, we haven't spoken in 16 years and I forgot why. You know, it's like, it was like <laughs> I just doesn't circle back. With it really friend. doesn't matter to me at all. No. I'm always kind of keeping like a ledger where I'm like, is this, are we cool with this person? That Some of that can be just paranoia. But I think if you like lay back... Yeah, you're going to be you're going to set yourself up to be like, no one's inviting me or something. It's like the reality in life. And then you're, you know, if you're younger. And you're, oh, no accountability. Uh, no, no agency over my life. Yeah. Yes, exactly. If you're if you're a younger person listening to this, I think one of the big lessons to learn is like no one's thinking about you. Like yeah. no one. <laughs> Nobody. They're thinking about themselves. <laughs> so text your friends and make something yes. happen. That's what I would say. 100%. You got to take agency over your life. If you are stuck at home, is there a game that like you think that let's say someone has a broken leg and they can't move, Kev, or let's say someone <laughs> is uh, someone gets COVID and they're and they're homebound? What do you think people should be watching? That's what happened last year. I had a date on New Year's Eve and I got COVID and she got COVID too, and we weren't able to go out. Anyway, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, that's whatever that happens. But <laughs> this year. For new, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least it wasn't a broken leg for the both of us. Is Ben Cruz here? Did he just sneak in? What is yeah. this about? Yeah. Ben, you, ben, ben, ben Cruz, a ringer boss on the podcast side of things, is our in our Zoom chat, and he says at least it wasn't a broken leg each Ooh. in our Zoom chat. Yeah, don't. Did you trifle with the mafia? Yeah, yeah you don't want yeah. to have that. You don't want to get two broken legs on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, but if you, you don't know Richie a pre old money. If you're yeah. stuck at home for any reason, you don't want yeah. to go out, you, you you have a broken leg, whatever it is. I'd be watching Gonzaga versus Pepperdine. And there's a couple of guys in this team, you know, in this game. Drew Timmy, a lot of people know him by now. Senior prospect, interior guy for Gonzaga. Julian Strother, 3 and D style wing, 6'7". He's shooting the ball really well this year for Gonzaga. He shot 32% from three as a freshman, up to 37% as a sophomore. At 41% now, 13 points per game, eight rebounds per game. Small sample so far earlier early this season, but I like the progress there. The guy that I really want to watch is Maxwell Lewis on the Pepperdine side. He's a 6'7 sophomore, averaging 18 points, shooting 40, 46% from three. I just love the way this dude plays. 
You know, I mentioned 3 and D for Strother. You can see that for Lewis, too. And he can also do a little bit off the dribble as well. Granted, the level of competition for Pepperdine, it's not like he's facing top 25 schools every single night. This is a good barometer for him. I hope to have Strother versus Lewis matched up sometimes in this game, just to, just to measure the, each of their, their games against each other. But I really like Maxwell Lewis. I have him ranked as a top 20-ish guy, top 25-ish guy right now out of Pepperdine. I got to get to a game in person uh, at some point soon to see them there in Malibu. You keep um, talking about that. Yeah, yeah you want to get over to be- Malibu. It's a for- beautiful drive down the PCH. It's a lovely yeah. drive. Um, we'll need to get like a like a camera on the side of the car. Well, we'll have to send Richie Bozak with you and and just film why that you, whole why thing. Why don't you come out? Bring your camera, Kyle. I'll be your camera guy. How about yeah, that? You, no, we can, you, can, you can set it up. We can have you know cameras on both of us. Go for a drive to Malibu. <laughs> now I'm gonna follow you around with like a full a full body steady cam and, and just kind of <laughs> latch onto your celebrity. Now, I, yeah, I think that. Lewis, great size, like you said, has been shooting it well at a, at a high volume, 46.3, you know, getting to the line a little bit, but getting off the ball, too. I, and that's something that I like to see from my guys that shoot the ball well. Uh, it can, comes out of, like, if if you want to pay attention to, like, the high school level and get on prospects early, AZ Compass Prep is a school that, like, produces high-level guys frequently, and that's where he played. Um yeah, I mean, I'll have to get out there and see and see him at Pepperdine. That's it. that's going to be a matchup to see. Strother versus Lewis. Gonzaga's a few guys. Nolan Hickman's interesting. Anton Watson's interesting. Um, they're not quite as good this year, but that'll be a good matchup, I think, between those two. How about you, Kyle? What game are you watching on New Year's Eve? This is a random one. There's not... Honestly, we do this TV Guide segment, and normally there's like... You have to kind of pick. There's not a ton of like really jump off the page. You could get nuance with it. One just to watch, uh, number 16, Illinois, is going to be playing Missouri, and they're 10-1 and one right now. Missouri's not really great this year, but Illinois has a couple of guys that could be like second-rounder types that could be like a flyer. Maybe a, a team gets them in their developmental system. Coleman Hawkins is a weird player. Mm, I like him. I have a friend who's an Illinois fan, and I was like, he's kind of like a, a, a poor man's Justin Jackson in that like he's a 6'10 guy who like adds all these like weird toolsy ways to impact the game. He has a little passing. He has like guard skills. He's huge. Um, the other guy is Terrence Shannon, who transferred from Texas Tech. Terrence Shannon had moments at Texas Tech where he just looked like an all-out badass. It was like, this guy's like a first-round pick. But he's been very up and down. He's continued to be up and down this year inconsistent shooter but he's somebody that could surface on a team as like a as a second rounder or a two-way guy where do you see him getting picked at this point or does he get picked at all i think the both of them could be late first early to mid second like that's the range for them that's a wide range with shannon you're right like you you'd want to see some shooting consistency from him like you know he can defend right like you know you can get that out of him he's relentless on that end Last year, not as good. This year, been better for Illinois. Like, it was a weird season for Texas Tech last year. Like, they had a new head coach. The roster stunk. Like, like I understand. This year, he's been better defensively again. But the streaky shooting is still there. The inconsistent scoring is still there. Um, I like him. I want to love him. I I just, I am not there yet with him. And then with Coleman Hawkins, like, like you you could make this comparison a lot of ways. I'll use the word immature. Uh, he's like an immature Al Horford in the sense that, like, he makes some of like the worst decisions out there as a passer. Oh yeah, like like he makes mistakes you never see a Horford make. But with the size, you can use him in DHOs. You can have him bring the ball up the floor a little bit. 
I like the idea of Coleman Hawkins. Him at the NBA level with some of the fouls he commits. I mean, like if I were an Illinois fan, I would. I I think I probably would have like thrown my remote across the room with some of the stuff that he does, man. Like, it's, like it's some really bad decisions. But I don't want to like take away from the highlights either. Like this dude can sling it, man. Like he's a good passer as a six ten, six eleven big man. Um, like he's been better defensively. He can score around the rim. I like him. I like him as a late first, early second type. Um, any higher than that, I, I don't. I don't know. I would feel ill, yeah, taking a huge swing on him. But it's yeah. funny that those two as a tandem are just very, like, on one night, there might be a team that gets up against them in the tournament, and they both just look like first-round picks and knock yes. a good team out. Like, they, they're that type of variance. And then there are nights where you're just like, what is going on with this team? I just, I just find Illinois fascinating, honestly. Hawkins had a foul against Texas, I believe it was. And, like, Illinois was up by four points in overtime. And then, like, he from behind, he, like, chased down a three-point shooter and had no chance of blocking the shot. No chance. But he went for the shot anyway and got, like, more leg and wrists than he did ball. And it's just one of those moments. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Be smart. Stop it. Like, get this out of your system and you can be an NBA player for a long time. Just get it out of your system. That's all he's going to do. He could. If he becomes a little more consistent of a shooter, like we like you said, he can he can pass it a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. he can you know, pass I'd, it a lot, man. Like he, yeah. he, some of the passes he makes are woo. Like it gets you excited. Yeah, people should understand too. This isn't like a like a like a low like a like a front court. I mean, he's he's more of a like leaning perimeter forward than he is like a bang. He's like he, he is yeah. kind of, he's built like Justin Jackson. I, I really mean that. Like he he adds the kind of like guard things, like cutting in between the offense, adding passing, but the shooting is like very here and or there. Like you know, that's who he kind of reminds me of. Honestly, those are some New Year's resolutions for them. Coleman Hawkins, stop making silly mistakes. Terrence Shannon, develop some shooting consistency. I think those are fair. Kyle, I look forward to the new year with more, many more podcasts with you. Like this year is only going to pick up, man. Right? It's just December right now. Yeah, Got a long way to go this college season. Got a lot of non-conference games coming up in January. Got the the conference tournaments in February, late February into early March. Then of course we got March Madness coming up. We're going to do some in-person pods too, right? That's, that's the plan. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. We have all kinds of things that we want to do, and we've only just begun. There's so much more to talk about. Yeah, the fall the fall is just the warm-up. Yeah, we're getting ready to ramp. It'll be here before you know it, the, the ramp-up to the end of the year. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Ringers NBA Draft Show. Do us a favor and subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. Thank you to Jesse Lopez for producing. Have a happy new year, everybody.